this is the makeup interview. We were supposed to have Alex Andrade on earlier this morning, and we just, you know, got our wires crossed and didn't get to connect. Uh, or maybe, <laughs> I'm going to make an electrician joke, we didn't get our wires crossed. That's why we... Okay, I know. Sorry. No, uh, that anyway, was good. That was good. <laughs> no, it's not that good. Uh, <laughs> he's our state representative for District 2, the southern half of Escambia and Santa Rosa counties. All the waterfront, basically, he has, uh, plus some other spaces. Alex, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. And uh, Yeah, sorry about the last hour. Oh, no worries. No, seriously. I just want to know if you laughed at my electrical joke. I did. Oh, oh, good. See? I did. <laughs> True friend. Um, we'll lie to you when it's uh, beneficial. Um, so one of the things that's been making the news, and we want to talk about, like, the first week of session, because that's why we're having you on every Friday during session like we normally do, because uh, you give such a good summary of the things that have happened. Uh, before we get to that, um, Channel 3 was uh, talking quite a bit, and we've been talking in the news this morning about this uh, Kratom bill. I will be honest. When I see a sign that says Kratom, I just – my brain sees marijuana. Like, I just assume – it's basically a drug. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I don't know anything about it, but that's basically where my head is. I know that's not right, but you tell me what you're trying to do with this bill. Well, Andrew, uh, as someone who has not you know, ever tried Kratom, um, I really could not tell you um, 100% exactly the, the differences between marijuana and Kratom. But um, uh, what I can tell you is that regardless of, of – the distinctions. What I'm trying to do is make sure that we don't set up a system uh, for the second time in America um, that is, is botched as horribly as marijuana was. So raising the age to purchase for Kratom to 21 and then starting the process of making sure that the Department of Agriculture can test it to make sure it's not poison is something that I think is a good first step to make sure that consumers are protected if they if they are using the product. Yeah, it's an ingestible, therefore we ought to regulate it the way we regulate anything that we uh, basically sell and tell people is uh, roughly safe to put in their body. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, this week we saw a bunch of uh, statements. You know, We saw, of course, the State of the State Address with uh, Governor DeSantis, and then we saw Kathleen Pasadomo do her first speech on the, the Senate side, and then you had Speaker Renner on the House side. That's where you come from as well. I didn't get a chance to watch either uh, Pasadomo or Renner's speeches, so what did Renner outline in his uh, opening speech to the House? Well, we talked about you know law and order. We talked about uh, universal school vouchers for students. Uh, he did. I think one notable thing he did talk about was uh, uh, that he he wants to stop funding Enterprise Florida um, fully. Um, he he kind of just hit the litany about you know lawsuit abuse, talking about tort reform, um, things that we've really come to understand um, need to be addressed. Also talked about you know some of that you know woke stuff, some uh, you know some some you know ex- expanding and and cementing some of the work that we've been doing the past two years in the Florida legislation and education space. Pretty much what you'd come to expect, but if you know if you know the speaker, you know that he's just kind of an, he's an even keeled, very purpose driven, very direct um, person. Um, so the speech was, you know, it was it was very much on brand. It was just you know, he was very direct, very succinct. I was um, I was surprised um, to hear the um, in the governor's not in his speech but in his press conference afterwards he uh, took a question about the voucher plan and it, the way I read his answer was something like this look 
we don't have to have vouchers for everybody at every income level. What we need to do is make sure that the kids who are making a decision and the parents who are making a decision to keep their kids in public school because they can't afford private school. And if a voucher will make the difference, we want to make sure they have it. But there isn't really a need to make it universal because, and my argument has been with this plan, what does the state get out of now starting to subsidize people who make a lot of money who already send their kids to private school. I don't feel like the state gets anything for that money, and so that should not be a part of it. Some kind of income threshold, something related to the the school grades maybe of the schools in the vicinity. If they're a C, D, or F grade, that's a different situation than if your neighborhood school is an A or a B grade. You know, something to at least save money and not throw it away in this way. Do you still think that the House is bent on this just 100% everybody's going to get it, or is there wiggle room there to cut down on the cost of this program? I think there's always wiggle room. Um, it, this is the first week of session. We got we got seven more weeks of it, and uh, I, I think there's there's definitely some more considerations. And the whole point of the committee process and, and a floor process and two chambers is that those those questions and concerns get hashed out to everybody's satisfaction before anything passes. Okay, well, that's good, because it seemed like when I heard the first hearing on this bill that there was just adamant, you know, no, 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 we're not changing it, everybody gets it. And I'm like, I don't, you know, as a conservative, I don't see the value of that, even though I want there to be a lot of, you know, opportunity for other education. Uh, The defund enterprise Florida is interesting. This is kind of a perennial issue, right? As always, it's on the chopping block. Is it an aversion to having the state spend money on economic development? Is it we've already got enough, you know, like everybody's flooding us. That's the problem. What's the, what's the impetus behind this, this move? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, so the, the speaker Renner was, uh, he was in his freshman term when Richard Corkin was the speaker and Richard Corkin was the one fighting to, the like eliminate enterprise Florida and visit Florida. Um, he, he came from that kind of philosophy and, um, you know, enterprise Florida looks a lot different than it did a decade ago. Um, because of the work that they've done. But, um, yeah, he made the announcement he wanted to stop providing taxpayer dollars to Enterprise Florida. So they're they're still allowed to exist, obviously, but um, he doesn't believe taxpayer dollars should be going to it anymore. So um, we'll see if the Senate agrees, and we'll see how much the governor cares about it um, as we kind of go through the process of negotiating. I had one or two other ones I wanted to get to with you. We're talking to Alex Andrade, our state representative for District 2. Uh, Alex, hang on for just a second. Let's get traffic on the fives from Candy. Four accidents in Gulf Breeze uh, this morning. It looks like at Naval Live Oak, certainly use caution there. It's uh, This is going, uh, gosh, uh, westbound um, from Navarre into Pensacola. Naval Live Oaks is just at a standstill right now. There's another accident at Gulf Breeze High School. I know they're rerouting around that parking lot. Certainly use caution wherever you are. If you see an accident or you know different, I four separate accidents, like I said. So caution there. 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to uh, State Representative Alex Andrade. Alex, uh, as you and I had many conversations last session about this, we have a uh, resurrected zombie version, my words, of uh, a bill that I hated passionately last year that is now SB 170 and is again this idea that when you're going to pass a law, you have to have a business impact statement. The businesses can challenge it. The law goes on pause pending a quick expedited review, which is going to shuffle around the court docket. Uh, And then, you know, if the business wins, there can be legal fees paid for them. But it's basically a way to get businesses to be able to thwart local legislation that they believe is going to adversely harm their bottom line. Being called the preemption bill to end all preemption bills, I think it's the end of all local rule, basically. But 
you and I disagreed about this before. Have you seen this bill, and do you have less concerns about this one than last year? What's your position on this? I haven't. I, I, I'll tell you, I've, I've been a little bit swamped uh, with uh, with everything going on. Uh, unless a bill has been, been set an agenda on my committee, I haven't been able to read it. Um, uh, we should be releasing our budget in the next couple weeks. And uh, I got the higher ed bill and the defamation stuff and my other bills coming up next week so um what just because you have just because you have a budget and two nationally uh, <laughs> newsworthy bills you you think you don't have to read all no i'm kidding <laughs> that's great oh no I, I i would love to it's just it looks like it's going through state affairs and stuff and uh, i haven't been able to see it yet i i don't think i'll see it until it hits the floor okay um, that's house bill 1515 on the house side uh, that's a companion to 170 um jay trumbull is the sponsor on the senate side and then uh robert brackett is the sponsor on the house side, but, um, uh, yeah, no, uh, I haven't read it yet. I will look at it, uh, obviously. Um, but uh, I, I mean, you can, you can look and assess kind of like the voucher thing, right? Like, like, uh, I honestly think that the bigger concerns, making sure that students going to charter schools are getting quality education. There's some type of, Absolutely. you know, some type of accountability that, that met like the, it has to be reported to the state. We know that our taxpayer dollars aren't being wasted. And the bigger ways would be if we didn't have some type of accountability versus, you know, a millionaire getting getting a voucher. No, I um, I, I agree with you. Know, you. So yeah, if we if we waste the money on the rich kids, but in exchange we get great education for the poor kids, I'll take that. But if uh, we waste money on the rich kids and we don't even get good education for the poor kids, definitely no. <laughs> no, I, 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 that's a very that's a very good way to raise the concern. Last one, um, just on housing, because this has been such an issue this year, because Florida's awesome and everybody wants to live here, uh, and therefore we have a shortage of housing. Um, I know the Senate and the House have both been working on this. Have you had a chance to pay attention to any of the proposals that are related to helping alleviate the housing crisis? Uh, I have not seen them yet, but I can tell you that, uh, I mean, so it's my budget that a lot of that money is going to be coming out of. So I can tell you I've been working on the budget side. Okay. Okay. All right. I can't wait to share what that budget's going to look like in in a a couple of weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. I appreciate it. Um, No, I know the stuff you're working on is a lot to keep track of for sure. Uh, Alex Andrade, he is our state representative for District 2, and especially being a new dad, which, you know, we haven't talked much about that. But, uh, you know, I know it goes back, uh, you know, a month or two now, but uh, still congratulations. Uh, It's (laughs) I'm sure life is not less complicated now, obviously. Uh, Alex Andrade, thanks so much for the time this morning. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.